0: Welcome to Loving the Word interviews. This is a kind of a special um, broadcast, and uh, doing something different this time. And I'm actually interviewing my brother-in-law Ryan. Um, he's a he's a brother in the Lord. He's a brother in the family, and uh, he's a fellow pastor preacher, entrepreneur, um, coffee lover, um, missionary, and I I just wanted to interview him because he's getting ready to head overseas to England, Um, him and his family have been missionaries for several years in Thailand, and um, so I just wanted to ask the brothers, you know, to see what the missionary life is like, and um, so he's here visiting us in Iowa right now with my sister and their family, so welcome to the broadcast. Hey, good to be here. So uh,
1: what brings you to Iowa? You do. Um, you and your family, Alina and the kids, we, uh, we, we really wanted to see you guys one more time before we make the move, but... Also, I wanted to come check out like what God has done because I think I told you this before, but like several years back when we met your pastor Jesse, um two really cool things happened. One is he looked at me and he goes, "Oh, you're the missionary that Reggie was talking about." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "We're going to give you $2,000." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Why? He's, you know, yeah. He's like, we're just gonna do it. I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and then our car broke down on the way home, mm-hmm. and it ended up costing about twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. So that was, that was like so timely. It was crazy. But the other thing was, I told him, I said, the reason I wanted to meet you was because if you ever start doing campus churches, mm-hmm. Reggie would be a great campus pastor because he's super loyal. He mm-hmm. has a pastor's heart. Loves people. Um, you know, and he goes, "I'll keep that in mind." And here we are. You are the campus pastor of uh, Eternity Church, Audubon. Audubon, or you can say Audubon. Audubon, because that's what Pastor Jeff. Audubon. Is. I, don't, I say it with a German accent, typically. Yeah. But no, it's well, so it's awesome. That's why we wanted to get out here.
0: No, it's, it's always good to have you guys um you know visiting and um you guys are always a blessing to our family and so so yeah I just uh yeah that's that's cool I actually I've thought about that off and on but I it's good to be reminded of of these things um and it was almost like a prophetic moment right there
1: I guess so yeah
0: um so, yeah, at, at the current moment, we are in Eternity Church in Audubon, Iowa, and we just got done remodeling the church. I was here for about three months remodeling, and the church was closed, and we were meeting in someone's home in the meantime. And so, if you don't know what Ryan was referring to, or um, my family and I moved To Audubon Beginning of the summer this year And to launch this church And um, so that's what we're doing up here I'm the campus pastor So It's been a journey It's been kind of rough You know some rough areas Getting acclimated to Just full time Ministry life but it's been really good Um, I feel extremely blessed To be the pastor of this church Up here so um, but yeah, so I just wanted to ask you, Ryan, like, like through because you and your family have been missionaries for several years, um, and what are like some highlights that stick out to you from being missionaries, whether it's funny moments or just um, something that's really like just stuck in your heart through over the years? And, and maybe tell the audience, like, where you've been missionaries at and stuff.
1: Yeah. So my wife, <clears throat> Randy, and I, we we both knew that we wanted to do missions work when we got married. And so we, we started to make those plans. And then uh, in 2012, we joined a mission, missions agency with the plans of moving to Thailand. Uh, I had never wanted to go to Thailand before. I knew very little about Thailand, I just knew that I loved Thai food, and I had seen The King and I, so there's like an old movie called The King and I, that's, that's like based on a true story that, that happened in Thailand, um, but Randy came back from a trip in Africa, and she said, I had this dream that we were missionaries in, in uh, Thailand, and I was like, whoa, that's, that's wild yeah so anyways we we started on that journey and we moved to Thailand in two thousand and thirteen and we lived there for about six years. Um, kind of like you were saying, like there have been some difficult times for you getting you know acclimated to full time ministry mm-hmm. life and and you know remodeling and all the things moving. We definitely experienced some, some difficult times, some difficult seasons, um, but I also always have been blessed to just kind of like encounter God's grace in the midst of those seasons. And like, I think I understand a little bit better, well, for sure, better than I did before about the thorn in Paul's side when he's, when he's like asking God to remove this thing and God's like, well, listen, actually... How about instead of removing it, just lean into my grace. And so, you know, there were times when we wanted to leave Thailand and we felt like God saying instead of leaving, why don't you just lean into my grace? And wow. uh, So, yeah, I would say the most difficult time that stands out is when we were about 18 months in. We had had Kiva. Shortly after we moved to Thailand, so we had two kids We are trying to do ministry. I was trying to learn how to speak Thai and I had been doing language school, taking lessons, and I still couldn't communicate we We had very little money and then we were also like just having a lot a lot of like arguments and we like there were just there were health issues, so it was like things were just coming at us from from all all angles and and that season really made us want to quit. interesting thing is we usually didn't want to quit on the same day. So like when Randy would come to me and be like, I'm just ready to get a ticket, go home. I'd be like, well, you know, maybe let's just pray about it. And let's, you know, God called us here. Or then when I was like, I'm just ready to leave. Let's just, let's go. Then she would be like the one that was like, no, you know, we got to stick it out. But there was this one particular day where we wanted to quit on the same day. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Let's get tickets tomorrow. Let's just do it. We'll Mm -hmm. we'll get tickets and then we'll call our supervisors and tell them we're leaving. And then I was like, but, you know, just in case God really wants us here, let's pray and ask God for grace. Mm -hmm. And so we asked God to wake us up the next morning at 5 a.m. so that we could have like some quiet time. Yeah. Yeah. And because our our son, Amos, would wake up at 6 a.m., so it was like the day was yeah. just, like, launched by him. Yeah. And so um, the next morning, I woke up at four fifty a.m. before my alarm went off. Wow. And I looked at Randy, and I tapped her, and I was like, hey, you want to get up and pray for a little while? Mm. And she was like, yeah. It was, like, it was amazing. It was just, wow. like, God really helped us to wake up. And then... That morning, he just met us there, and like, his grace just carried us through on a daily basis that started to happen, where he would just wake us up. There was one morning I wanted to sleep in, and about 5.15, this bird landed on my window ledge outside, and was just like,
0: (laughs) I was
1: just like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) And then I got up, and I like smacked the window to make it fly away. And I was like, God, did you send that bird? (laughs) And then I was just like, well, I'm awake now. Okay, I guess I'm going to get up. That's funny. So It was like a rooster. Yeah, it was like, I don't know what it was, man, but... That's crazy. It was noisy, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's funny, because it seems like whenever... It seems like that happens to me a lot. Like, I'll set my alarm, and then I'll... I'll wake up or I, I won't even I don't really set my alarm but I'll be like I want to wake up at this time tomorrow and, and I'll end up waking up at that time but most of the time it's like I don't have like you know something specific in mind yeah. like it's just like a random like, like I just happen to wake up at the same time or this right before my alarm goes off yeah but um that's really cool, so so you guys um started like having like a regular kind of morning time with,
1: with the Lord yeah, and that grace, like those times with God really really helped us to get through that season, and then he just started to teach us a lot of things, like like I said, I was doing Thai lessons and I was going to language school, and I couldn't. I still couldn't communicate, even after a year and a half. Yeah. And then God just one day just showed Mm. me, like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Just learn like your kids learn learn English. Mm. Kids just, like, pick it up. They're inquisitive. They ask questions. They laugh when they make a mistake, you know? And so I started to do that, and it Mm. was like the pressure lifted. And once the pressure lifted, Mm -hmm. and about the time we hit, like, um... 20, 22 months in so like almost two years uh, like I just started being able to, to communicate and it was it wasn't like a miraculous thing but it was more like all the things that I had been learning started to form together in sentences the same way it does for like a two year old kid mm. and that was, that was really encouraging but like I don't think I would have gotten there if I, if I would have just kept that pressure on myself and so like there were there were things like that where god was just showing us like just enjoy the season you're in just make the most of it every day just there's no pressure to perform there's no pressure like just be mine and just be a light here and and it's crazy because like it seemed like the less we tried to manufacture something the the more um uh, what's the word? The, the more, like freedom you found. Yeah, the more freedom I found to like be myself. Yeah, and, and also more, the more I'm, effective, more growth in a way. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the more effective we became too. So, okay. yeah, that's cool. Um,
0: so that was about like eighteen months into it when you guys hit like a really hard spot. Yeah, and then. Like, tell me about like what seasons were like after that
1: for you guys. Like, yeah. So after that, we we started to we started to get into a flow. They say that it, it takes about two years living in a new place to like really find a flow, especially especially if it's like a different cultural context. Yeah. And so we started to find a flow. I got a job working at this um, really like low-performing high school, like inner-city high school. Right. All of our kids were, I mean, most of our kids were from broken homes. They were all poor. A lot of them, like over 50%, had learning disabilities. And so, I, I got a job teaching English there. Um, It was just volunteer, and. I didn't have to teach, like, grammar or anything, which is good because I don't know grammar. I just know how to say <laughs> yeah. things. It's just know yeah, how to speak yeah. English. <laughs> and so that was what my, my class was called, listening to and speaking English. <laughs> so it was, it was cool. So we asked if we could use stories from the Bible, and they were like, yeah, go ahead. Really? And then we, we were like, well, can we pray for the kids? And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's... And, and was this a public school? Yeah, it was a public, it was a Buddhist high school, you know, really? public public school, yeah. Wow. But the director told me he goes, you know, our kids are poor, they're from broken homes, they don't have a future. So maybe your God can help them. And wow. yeah, so just to have that freedom was incredible. So we yeah. would just tell stories from you know, like we would tell stories from the Bible and practice our English with those stories. We would tell, you know, like stories like personal stories. Then we would also talk about current events, just practicing English. It was was really, really fun. And I learned a lot of Thai. I learned a lot of Thai from those kids because, you know, teenagers will just like laugh at you when you make a mistake. And then they'll be like, no, don't say it that way, say it this way. Yeah, yeah. And um, then they also taught me some bad words too. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what does that mean? and I'm there like snickering you know so I'm like oh okay that's not a good word yeah, yeah. don't trick me <laughs> so but it was it was a really that was a really special season mm. of just finding a groove you know as a family yeah um
0: yeah and then what led you guys out of Thailand
1: eventually mm yeah So we always felt like Thailand would be like five to 10 years and, and that after that we would move somewhere in Europe. We, before we actually moved to Thailand, we got a prophetic word from, from this guy who came to visit our church from, from Bethel church. Mm -hmm. And he, he just gave us this prophetic word about England and, um, at the time it didn't really make any sense and he goes well you know maybe it's for the future and every now and then I would be reminded of that and then and that happened a few more times too where people that didn't know us would say something about Europe or England and so but it was also like kind of always something I carried in my heart and i didn 't know it was it would be possible, but I always want i 've always wanted to minister to people who are like post christian atheist you know whatever connect with those mm-hmm. people, and then at the same time i 've always been really interested in um, connecting with Muslims and you know building bridge, like faith bridges with with the Islamic community mm-hmm. and so i didn 't even know i was You know, like this, I was just a little bit ignorant. I didn't know that that actually that sort of like clash of 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 cultures existed in England. Right. You know, there's a really large and burgeoning Muslim culture, and then there's this post-Christian atheist, you Mm -hmm. know, average Brit culture. So, yeah. So. When we were in Thailand, we, we came back in twenty eighteen to have our fourth kid and we thought that was gonna be our last one. And so Randy was like, you know, I wanna have the last one in America. And so so we did. We we came back and and Tobias was born in in Colorado and while we were here in the States, we just realized that the the Thai people that we were working with were really doing well without us yeah we had so we had I kind of missed this but we had started um, the the last couple of years while we were there we'd started this house of prayer type ministry where we would meet every Monday night with these Thai believers and some other missionaries and just Mm -hmm. seek the Lord and pray and it was really that was really good and we didn't start it ourselves and then invite people to it like we yeah. actually invited people to start it with us okay because we didn't have any money and we didn't have a building mm-hmm. otherwise we would have just done it ourselves and then invited people to it yeah but because we did it that way uh they felt like they had ownership in it mm-hmm. and so when we came to the states they kept doing ministry we realized like God was showing us that it was time to hand it off. So
0: wow. so we
1: did that in 2019 and we we planned that we would move to the UK in 2020. And then the pandemic happened. And so it was like, well, I guess we're grounded for a while. <laughs> but then God just showed us that actually, you know, just like everybody else that was working from home, like missionaries can work from home too, you know. Yeah. And we we even like, you know, we were talking about how you guys our, our missionaries here in Audubon mm-hmm. Audub- Audubon um, I think we all kind of like have a missionary calling Yeah, all believers do to get out of our regular context and start building bridges with other with, with other with things that God is doing in people and places and so so yeah it was that season was really good for us actually so um, so now you guys
0: are you've been in America for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, I mean three years now. Okay. Yeah. And, Wait. And yeah, now, we, yeah, three years. And now you're you find yourself um, you're ready to head to England.
1: Yeah.
0: And um,
1: you have plane tickets. We do. We have plane tickets. We just don't have passports. Okay. And actually, we do have passports, but when you apply for visa, um, you send your passport, you know, to the embassy or whatever, and then they they send it back to you. And so our passports should be back pretty soon, and then we leave November the eighth. I'm sure you
0: guys have had situations like this where it's like coming down to the wire.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because like, I was just talking to God about this. I was just praying about this. I was like, "God, do I move the plane tickets back? You know? Do I try to like res- you know, reschedule the flight, or you, know, am I just supposed to wait, and like are the passports going to arrive in time? And mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know what I'm supposed to do yet, but it is a little bit... I don't know, there's a little bit of anxiety there. Yeah. And I just have to keep like leaning into God's grace, like, hey, what are you saying today? Yeah. It Seems like um,
0: I've noticed that, like, in just in these past few months that we've been up here, um, like, I had so many questions with launching this church and not knowing what we were gonna do, like, where the volunteers were gonna come from. 'Cause uh the way we're launching is kind of um contradictory to the the normal way of launching a church where you you know um, lots of the time people slowly build up a church from a small group of people and then they slowly grow over time mm-hmm. and then they slowly build up their volunteer base and um but we we moved up here and we had a small group of people from the last church that kind of carried over to this um, this new church and um, but it was a pretty small group of people and um, I think I was just talking to you guys last night about it a little bit but how we you know I didn't know where our worship team was going to come from and like I had so many questions in the back of my mind like you know, we had a launch date, and like, how what was this going to look like? And I you know, there was a lot of anxiety there. And, um, and then, like, three weeks before we launched, um, we have some good friends who are worship leaders, and we found out that they were going to be joining us. And like that alone, just like knocked my socks off. I was like, Wow, Jesus! Like, you had this planned all along. And we can be full, so filled with like worry and anxiety and like how's this all gonna turn out? Um, and now I have like the best worship team um, on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah. So just Does the you know, Mississippi like, come up this side? I think it's the Missouri yeah. that. Well, up the Missouri's up. over here, but but th- this side of the Mississippi River, like to the yeah. west yeah so we're a little ways away from the Mississippi <laughs> and they actually said the Mississippi's drying up now that's not good no cause I think that's well that's another story for another time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um so anyways yeah like it seems like God is kind of in the business of that uh you know like 1159 PM type stuff It was like one minute left. And you're like. But. Yeah. But yeah, he. he uh, I think he, he just. He's always working on our trust. It seems like. How much do you trust me? How much. You know? How much do you love me? Yeah. Uh, it seems like. Like you were saying, like just leaning into that grace.
1: Like,
0: yeah. Um, so. It's easier said than done. But... Um... So... So whatever that looks like, you know, for you, like... I just know God's gonna work it all out. Um, and... It's usually different than how we picture it. Yeah. Um, at least, for, for me. But, um... So anyways... Like, kind of going off topic a little bit. Um, like, can you think of, like, any, like, funny stories? Like, from... Like, what's, like, one of the top two funniest stories that you have from being a missionary?
1: Hmm. I do have a really funny story. I don't know how appropriate it is, but I'm just gonna... I'm gonna tell you, it anyways. You can throw it out there. You can edit it out later if you need to. Yeah. Um. So... One one great thing about Thailand is there are tons of coffee shops. Yeah. And the reason is because back in the day, they up in the mountains, they used to grow poppies. And that kind of like fed the drug trade and the heroin and all that, you know. And so the king's mother started doing this buyback, buyback program where she would basically convince these farmers. Because farmers are not drug dealers. Farmers are just growing what sells. Yeah. So she convinced these farmers to grow coffee instead of poppies. And so there's tons of really good coffee in Thailand. Okay. So I would go to this coffee shop to like study if I was going to be preaching or if I was going to be like, you know, I would study language there. And so and the thing about Thai, Thai coffee is it's, um, it's always iced because it's hot there. Uh, so if you want a hot coffee, you've got to specify hot coffee. Whereas here, we specify if we want it iced. And then um, it's always really sweet. And I don't like sweet coffee. I don't put any sugar in my coffee. So yeah. one day, I saw the girl making my coffee, and she squeezed this bottle of simple syrup into the coffee and then stirred it up. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? And that's one of the best ways to learn a language is you learn how to say, what is that? Okay. And then once you learn how to say, what is that, you can learn any word that you can see, right? Yeah. So she holds the bottle up like this, and I go, yeah, what is that? Nan arai is like, you know, what is that? And she goes, nam chim. And nam is always a liquid, and chim must be something sweet, sugar, something like that. So I'm like, okay, I've got to remember that. Yeah, so that next time I order a coffee, I can say, You know, don't I don't mm-hmm. want nam chu. So, a couple of days later, I mm-hmm. go back and same coffee shop, but a different girl is there as the barista. And so, I order an iced Americano and I say, My size, like don't pour nam chu. And I thought I was saying it right, you know, but yeah. she like looked embarrassed and her face Again. got red and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what what's wrong, you know, like what what's happening and she didn't speak any English and I barely spoke Thai so we we're like trying, to, she's trying to like, you know, it was just like, like an awkward moment, very awkward moment, yeah, and so then I see the bottle on the counter and I go, this, this right here <laughs> and I was like, don't want it, you know, yeah, <laughs> don't put it, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm yeah. doing, like, sign language, like, making an X, you know, like, yeah. with my arms. And, um, yeah. and she, like, looked so relieved. She holds the bottle up. Oh, Nam Chium. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. We said the same thing. And she's like, no, you didn't say Nam chium. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what did I say? And she's like, doesn't want to say it. Yeah. But now I really want to know, what did I say, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she kind of looks around, and there's nobody else in the coffee shop. And so she's trying to think of, like, how to explain this. And she just holds up, like, a man with one hand. So she goes, holds up one hand and goes, man. And one hand and goes, woman. And then she just puts the the things, puts her hands together. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I don't know what I said, but it's something along the lines of some kind of liquid that's sexual. So <laughs> it was very embarrassing. And, and you were saying you don't want that. I didn't want that. So in at my least you're saying you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like stuff that's like that. I mean, that's probably the most extreme example. And it was it's hilarious <laughs> now, but it was yeah. so embarrassing at the time. But, like, the thing about learning a language or learning anything is, like, you got to be willing to laugh at yourself. Because if you take everything seriously, then you will not be effective. You know, like, you know, even while you guys are here learning about Audubon and learning, like, where to go to get this. And if you make mistakes, just laugh about it, you know? If you get all, if you get all, like, bent out of shape, Mm. it's like, it's like God. God can't do anything with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, But if you at least just, like, be a learner and approach new things as a learner with joy, Mm -hmm. like, God can really do a lot with that. Um, so, what would you tell someone who
0: is, like, seriously thinking about being a missionary and, um, they want to know, like, okay, is this for me? Like, what are some main things that, like, that you have seen over the years, like, and just through people you've seen become missionaries and, like, in your own life, like, what are some main things saying, like, okay, like, to look for, like, you know, as a good sign that, you know, you're probably cut out for the job.
1: Because it's, it's definitely yeah. not for
0: everybody, right?
1: Yeah, but like I said, I think we're all called to be missionaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just to what extent, right? And so that varies from person to person. And I think it really varies in like our our makeup and how God's created us to be, Yeah, you know? Some people are more adventurous and some people are less. But... Sometimes it might just be trial and error too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would say like the Probably the main answer you would get from most missionaries is like, take a trip and see, if, you know. But to be honest, like a short-term trip is nothing like a long-term mission stint. They're completely yeah. different. In a short-term trip, the missionary that was there for, you know, has been like setting up these things for the past year, you know. They've been, he or she has been building relationships with local people, mm-hmm. getting, you know, like all these things ready so that then we can come over there for a short-term trip and just kind of like do a ton of ministry in, you know, just a week or two weeks or whatever. Yeah. But that would be a good thing. Um, but I would say the best thing is like, you know, do you typically connect with with others well? Like, do you know, like, do you do you see somebody that looks different and do you feel like drawn to them? Do you feel like you want to know about them? Do you see, like, maybe where other people would see an outsider? Do you see somebody that you want to get to know? Like, I think those are little things. I can remember, like, when I was younger, in my late teens, there was this Muslim guy who worked at the gas station that I would always go to. And I thought he was Muslim. And so one day I just asked him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Muslim. And so then I started saying, Salaam alaikum every time I would see him which is like it's like the international like Arabic greeting uh, of peace be with you yeah and so you know like little things like that like do you do you feel drawn to connecting with people that are different Mm -hmm. and then you know like if yes then maybe look for a pattern Um, take a short term trip with your church and then I would say, the, this is the biggest advice I could give, is join a missions agency. Uh, and I only say that because mm-hmm. most churches are, um, now this is a little bit different with larger denominations. Mm-hmm. But if you're with a smaller denomination or a non-denominational church, you should definitely join a missions agency because they know how to care for missionaries well Mm -hmm. they know how to like set us up for success they give that little bit of like oversight Mm -hmm. that that helps people that have a free spirit Mm -hmm. to like stay task oriented Yeah. um, so that you don't just end up in another context like kind of floundering and you know stuff like that yeah yeah. yeah
0: that's good um, so before we wrap up like what is um? I just wanted to our audience to know um, like what are your what is like your vision for for England and um, like what are kind of your your plans as of now and what do you see your guys self um, doing over there for the most part like and I know you said like you feel like Like God's calling you to, it's like the Muslim and um, what was the other crowd you're saying? Like
1: Like post-Christian, you know, people who, people who would look at Christianity as like a thing of the past, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, atheists. So, we are moving to Oxford in November. Okay. And. What's cool about Oxford is most people have heard of like Oxford University or Oxford Press and it's a major university that, uh, that has a large international student population and so what we want to do is connect with, we really want to try to identify and connect with future leaders of the Muslim world. So imagine like uh, an international student coming from the Middle East. They are going to be coming from a wealthy family. And so this is a future leader, whether in government or business or commerce or maybe even religious leader. Mm-hmm. And we feel like it's a really strategic opportunity to connect with them now. Yeah. So that and and like reach them with the gospel and disciple them so that when they go back, they're able to. There, there's a ripple effect when they go back yeah, yeah. into, their, into their, their home culture. So okay. that's kind of the, the main vision. And we'll, we'll do that through various means. Like we'll probably do some, we'll probably offer tutoring. You know, it's one of the things about being a, a missionary is you, you got to try to find a felt need. If you can meet a felt need then people will open their hearts toward you. So, like, yeah. let's say, you know, this place doesn't have clean water, so you build a water purification system. Or yeah. they don't have fresh water, so you drill a well, you know, like whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Well, when you're ministering to wealthy people, it's a little. it can be a little bit harder to find that need. But we want to open our home. We want to invite these kids to home-cooked meals, things like that. And you know just see what God does so yeah that's cool yeah. um
0: what would you say to people who like if there's somebody and um like so you guys are missionaries and so obviously you um you're supported by churches and individuals and um what would you say to those who might be interested in supporting you guys like what, what are they supporting when they, when they support you guys? Like, mm-hmm. if, if you could sum it up in just
1: like, a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think a couple things. They're supporting. If if somebody wanted to partner with us financially, they'd be supporting that vision that I just shared. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, they'd be supporting mm-hmm. us. Family, yeah. Uh, to just you know to just be a light in this other context, and so yeah, I I think you know like I think probably the coolest thing about supporting missionaries, and we actually support some missionaries, and coolest thing is it is it connects you to a different context know like yeah so like uh, we were at your um your dad's house and he had this magnet mm-hmm. of like a kid from ethiopia yeah that 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 i guess linda your your mother-in-law yeah, yeah. Su- uh supports and like when you see that mirror when you when you get the newsletter or with the video update or whatever it may be like, it, it connects your heart, so it expands your heart outside of, like, your normal, you know, weekly grind and weekly schedule, whatever that is. And it just yeah. reminds us that, like, this world is a big place. God is, um, is working in and around this entire planet mm-hmm. in hearts and lives, and we're, we're all connected, you know? Like, yeah. we are one big body of Christ, And it's so easy to get small minded and think about us and them, you know, whether it's us as Americans versus, you know, Russia or, you know, like whites versus blacks or male, female or Christian, non-Christian, like whatever. Like, yeah, it's just so easy to get trapped in that way of thinking. And really what God is is saying is like, actually, I'm like the the scriptures say that he's the father of all mankind and like we yeah. all draw our name from him so right. it's like you know he's active and he's pursuing every heart and and it's just good to be reminded of that and it's I think it's healthy too to just like take a step back and see it from a bigger perspective so yeah
0: yeah okay um and if people want mm-hmm. to support you guys um, and partner with you guys how would they go about doing that yeah and, and, um, and I'll put a link in the, <coughs> in the podcast description as well but okay um, if you could just yeah say what's what's the easiest way for them to, to do that
1: yeah so there's there's kind of like two main options and the, the first way is if you just wanted to do like a one-time gift you know that would that would help pay for our visas and, yeah and that's great but the best way to support any missionary whether it's mm-hmm. us or somebody from your church or your neighborhood or your family is is to do a monthly commitment yeah even and like a lot of people think like oh well if I can't give a hundred dollars a month then it's not mm-hmm. worth it and that's just not true like we've okay. we've had people that give you know 10 20 30 you know a month and you add that up and it it all comes together. Yeah. And that helps missionaries to be able to project what's possible. Uh, Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the two main ways, you know, like one is to give towards a project that they're Mm -hmm. doing. And in this particular instance, we're raising money for our visas and for our moving. That's kind of the project that we're doing right now. Okay. And the second one is just to support Mm -hmm. a missionary and they're like living expenses on a monthly, but through a monthly commitment. Okay. Um, and like I said, I'll I'll put a link to. If, oh yeah, if, you if, could go if to if like. You guys have a, yeah, you can go to novo. org slash give. Novo, like N-O-V-O. N-O-V-O. Yeah, it means to make. Dot a org. Dot org slash give. Slash give, and then there'll be like a little search box, and you just type Brewer. Okay. Brew. Or... Er yeah just type in brew and it'll bring us up we're okay. the only brews okay but yeah Brewer's is our brew. last name
0: alright um and um and then if people want to like follow you along on your journey um you have your own podcast and that's kind yeah. of how you're planning on kind of keeping people updated and stuff is that correct yeah yeah, that's gonna be a big and, part of and it. And what's your podcast? Like how can they find you guys?
1: Yeah, so my brother and I started a podcast a while back and we do it together and we have conversations with people and so um, it's called the Brewer's Lab. Okay, that's cool. Brewers with an apostrophe S. And um, Yeah, so the you Brewers can find Lab. Us, the Brewer's Lab. how did you come up with that name? Well, my last name is our last name is Brewer. Yeah. And I love the idea of a lab being a place where you explore, mm. invent, you know, out ideas. And so in 2020, like I was talking about with the like back and forth, you know, like the, the, you know, a very kind of like a binary way of thinking like there's this or that, you know, and I'm not talking about sexuality, but like I am talking about like how divided we became. As a country and in yeah. some in some ways, we still are, yeah, and so in twenty twenty we just wanted to start something that would like bring people together, bring people to a conversation right. and model you know how do we dialogue again, and so that's where that came from, okay
0: well, dude, it's been awesome having you on, man,
1: yeah, like, well, I, mean... I want to say this you you've inspired me because. Um you've been doing your podcast now for a few years and uh I've been wanting to do a podcast for a few years, but yeah. it took me a long time to get started. But but you guys, um, but you doing yours and just doing it faithfully with what whatever you had was like, Alright, I can I can do this, you know. Yeah. So we finally launched it about about three months ago. So so, will you guys have me on sometime? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would love to be on there. Yeah. I'd love that. Um, yeah, man. Well, uh, I'm just going to pray for you real quick. Cool. And for thank your, you. for your ministry and for your family. And, like, it's always a joy having you around, Ryan. And um, I love you, brother. Love you, too, man. And, it's uh, always good being here. So, well, <clears throat> dear God, I just thank you so much for... For Ryan and his family. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in, the, in their life, God. I thank you that you have them covered in your blood, Jesus. And, um, Lord, we just... We just bless them, Father God. We bless... We bless their minds. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you give them your peace. God, as, as they... As they trudge forward um with what they feel like you you have called them to do god and that is be full-time missionaries in england lord and god we just we just pray father god that you will uh, just give them peace father god the, the passage is all understanding the only you can give god that, and that you will comfort them and as they are getting ready to move across seas, and there's so many questions and variables in play, God, I just pray that that Father, that you will um, just help them to stay strong as a family unit, and Father God, that their relationship with you would would stay strong, and that they'd be able to find just a rhythm over there, God Mm -hmm. in England, where they could just find that quiet time with you every day, Jesus, and and Lord, I just thank you that you have such great and amazing plans for them, God, in England, Lord. And I thank you for the prophetic words that have been spoken over them, Jesus. And and uh, I thank you, Father God, that you, what you have began, Lord, you have began a good work in Ryan and his family, and you are faithful and just to complete that good work until the end. And, and that you will see it through. That it's not up to us, God, that we, we can fail in so many ways, Father God, but you are faithful, and you will see them through. And uh, I just thank you, Father God, that, that in a year from now, God, that, that we'll be able to look, look back and, and see see all the awesome things that you have done in, this, in the past year. And I thank you for bringing Ryan and his family up to be able to visit us here in Iowa. And um, and uh, we also just pray, God, that You will just give them traveling mercies, protect them with Your angels, God. Um, put a hedge of protection around them, Father God. And and I just pray for divine encounters when they're in England, Lord God. That that uh, I just I just I just speak uh, blessing over their finances, and and uh, that people in England would just look upon them with favor, God, and delight. And that you will just bring brothers and sisters in Christ to surround them while they're over there, God. And I just pray, Father God, that, that they will not be overcome by evil, but that they will overcome evil with good, Jesus. And, and whether it's just in simple daily gestures, um, that, that will have just a huge ripple effect throughout all of Europe, Father God, for your glory and for your kingdom, Jesus. We love you, God. We worship you. And we just, we can't wait to see the good things that you have in store for for all of our lives, God. I thank you for our our listeners, Father God. we, We pray that you will bless our listeners, Lord. In every way, Father God, meet their needs. And help them to see your hand at work in their daily lives.
1: In Jesus' name. Lord, I just bless, I bless Reggie and Alina and Dora and Asher and Lauren and their their new uh, lives here in Audubon. And yeah, I just know that you brought them here for a purpose. And so I pray that you would just continue to pour out your grace over them in this transitionary season and expand their hearts to receive what you have for them here. And uh, just bless them with your grace. And thank you that you brought them here to connect with the good people here in this town. Hardworking people. And I pray that, that there would be many of them who come to know you. Many of them who come to know you in a, in a new and deeper way. Even the ones that already do know you, but just a new and deeper way. And I pray that this town would be blessed because of that and um, that they would have a good name here in the community and that they would be a blessing to this community. In Jesus name. Amen.